I kept getting the question, how can anybody fall? I would never fall for that scam. From Money Fit by DRS, it's the Money Fit Podcast, the show about financial education opportunities all around us and practical financial tips right in front of us. On today's show, an advocate for trust and good business explains how human inclinations or biases can lead us to fall for even the most blatantly obvious shakedowns and shams. I met today's guest back in 2013 through an author's group we both belong to, although we were in different sessions. When all these potential authors got together, Dale Dixon and I started uh, speaking about his book, Sweating Bullets, about overcoming the fear of public speaking. We've stayed in touch over the years in professional circles, and I'm thrilled to introduce my guest today, Dale Dixon, Chief Innovations Officer at the Better Business Bureau, Great West and Pacific. Dale, it's an honor to welcome you to the Money Fit Podcast. Hey, it's great to be with you. Now, Dale, I, I you don't know this because this is the first uh, of all of our podcast episodes, but we start going to be starting each with an opening question. Outside of family members, who would you say has had the biggest positive impact on your own finances? Hmm, man, that's a um, that's a fantastic question. I- I'm thinking along the lines of, can I give more than one name? You, you, you bet. Go ahead. So um, I'm thinking number one, Dave Ramsey. Okay. We went, my wife and I went through that course years and years ago and, and really set the stage to stay out of debt, mm-hmm. save, um, all of those things. And then um, the second, I'm just going back in and rereading a Tony Robbins book on finance. And, yes. Uh, the concept is he went and, and the, the title is right, just went flying out of the top of my head. Um, it's not money, master the game. It was his follow-up to that, that okay. he basically condenses everything into, um, for some reason I've got unshakable coming to hit my mind, but I don't think it's, it, it might be that unshakable. Anyway, it's a Tony Robbins book on finance and it, it really gets into the tactical of um, how to find a really good financial advisor mm-hmm. and um, and make some good decisions about investment and what that looks like. And uh, I'm enjoying that read good. right now. So those are two right off the top of my head. And of course, your book <laughs> is, is right there. You need to give the title of your book, especially if Everyday this, Money this for Everyday People, right? Yeah, it, it's, exactly. a, it's a page turner, I'm sure. I, I hope anyway. Absolutely. Well, I, I know t- I, Tony Robbins. I've I've listened to, listened to him on some audiobooks and uh, love some love some his materials. Thank you, Dale. I appreciate that that insight. Now, I can't think of an organization that works harder to make Americans more aware of trending scams than the Better Business Bureau. You've you've shared with me some uh, in the past some of what you know about human biases that we might have make us so susceptible to becoming victims of scam. And I, and I found what you've shared with me really fascinating, which is why I wanted to have you on, particularly uh, about things like the, uh, the optimism bias or the selective perception bias or, or some of these others that I'd, I'd like you to probably start with the sunk cost fallacy, which just sounds mm. fascinating. <laughs> well, your expertise in economics, you know this one well. 
But I'm going to just take a quick step back. Yes. BBB is a private nonprofit, and we're we're about a community of businesses that take a solemn oath to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And then we like to point people in the direction of those businesses that have literally signed a document and taken that oath. We also take the opportunity to warn people about businesses that behave badly in the marketplace. And mm-hmm. that's where we talk about oftentimes scams and, and helping people protect their money um, from the scam artists. And we've had the fortune of, of getting a heads up on a lot of these scams. And, and that's what people want to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. it's dinner parties, things like that. What's the latest scam? It's fascinating. And interesting. It is. It, it is interesting. But you know what the, the follow-up is? Mm-hmm. How do they fall for it? Right. And I kept getting that question. How does anybody fall for a scam? It sounds, you know, the Nigerian prince and the lottery and all these things, they sound like they'd be so easy to avoid. Yet when I look back at my career with Better Business Bureau and and the number of people with whom I've talked who have been victims of these scams and have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars individually, millions upon millions of dollars uh, collectively, they were not dumb people. They were not gullible people. And I kept getting the question, how can anybody fall? I would never fall for that scam. Um, and I had, to, I had to really do some research. And for the topics of our conversation, you listed them. I came to four psychological biases mm-hmm. that we all have. And you think about it, if, I'm, I'm guessing all of your listeners have a smartphone within reach. And got one right here. Exactly. So that smartphone, if you're listening on a computer, uh, however you're listening, that technology gets a firmware update. And sometimes it can seem like it's happening on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. The software and the hardware that's operating between our ears hasn't gotten a firmware update. (laughs) And and it could stand for one though. In some cases, I know mine could, mine absolutely (laughs) could. So there is some, there are some glitches in some areas in all of our brains mm-hmm. where uh, these biases can catch us off guard. And any one of us can become a victim of a scam. It's, it has nothing to do with your level of intelligence. And it has everything to do with the way our brains operate collectively as human beings. Mm-hmm. So if, I would love for listeners just to like release any preconceived ideas about what it takes to fall for a scam and just say, you know what? There's a chance. Just open to the idea that there's a chance because the person who says, I would never fall for that. I don't have those biases. You are target number one for Mm -hmm. a scam artist. Um, because that means you aren't aware of the biases, and really, scam artists are just psychologists. I mean, they they are the trained equivalent of the fortune teller who knows how to listen carefully, sitting there with a the crystal ball in front of them, uh, listen carefully to whoever is sitting in front of them to know what to say and how to say it 
to get you to believe that they're really telling you a fortune. And, and this, that, this sounds almost opposite of what most people believe about scammers, that they, they're some, in some dark, skanky kind of room that, uh, and they're, they're ignorant and just doing this uh, just offhandedly. But that's, highly, that's not the case. No, highly trained, operating in very professional technology-driven call centers hmm. and skilled at what they do highly skilled. And yes, they should be devoting their time to something so much more worthwhile. Right. They don't. Um, it's a very lucrative job. And most of it happens offshore from the United States. Yes. But people think, oh, they're dumb. I can scam the scammer. No, these are highly intelligent people. Um, they are getting paid a lot of money to do what they're doing. And they practice, practice, practice huh. at using our biases against us. That's well, it. let's let's get into those biases. So go ahead and, and and let's start with number one. What's the first bias that that we is is kind of hardwired into us uh, for whatever reason, evolution that that uh, may have kept us alive as a group, but individually makes us a target. So it's it always starts with the story, and the story here is the person who walks into the Better Business Bureau office and says, "Hey, hmm. I've I'm being scammed." Mm -hmm. I, I know it now, but I don't know how to get out. Mm. And uh, I thought I won a lottery. And I know that there are already listeners to the podcast who are saying, oh, right there is the first mistake. Well, right? it starts with sunk cost theory. So that initial call comes from somebody, or it could be an email, text message, social media post. Regardless, they're using all types of communication, modes of communication to connect with people. But the initial is, You've won a lottery. You, um, all you have to do is pay twenty dollars. It mm -hmm. always started with twenty dollars, and this is part of the research that I was doing. Is why does it start with such a small amount? Mm -hmm. And it ties into sunk cost theory. So in economics, a sunk cost is any past cost that's already been paid and cannot be recovered. So. The best thing I can think of, the best example of this is, um, and this is where we can all look back at our history and say, oh yeah, I've, I've given in to sunk cost theory. So if you go out and you buy tickets to a concert, let's say you and your spouse or partner, um, they're a hundred bucks a piece. So you've got $200 that you're paying to go to a concert mm -hmm. on the day of event. Uh, you're not feeling good. Got a cold, but you know what? You say, I spent 200 bucks on these concert tickets. I'm going to get my money out of it. I'm going to mm -hmm. go. So you go and you feel horrible the whole time. You actually stress your body because you're <laughs> out in public. Your, mm -hmm. your immune system's down. You're exposed to more germs in a crowded place. And you come home even more sick. And now it takes you longer to recover because you're even more worn down from the concert. And guess what? You didn't enjoy the concert at all. That you had an investment cost, in it. That's sunk cost theory. You had that initial $200 investment. You're not going to let go. Right. So the 20 bucks, how does that come in? So the 20 bucks, the scam artists know this is how we behave as human beings. Now, if I called you up and say, you've won the lottery, if you pay $2,000, yeah. You're going to get your money. You're going to say, oh, that's, that's a scam. That's way too much. Mm -hmm. People are willing to buy lottery tickets. I don't, I don't even know what a lottery ticket goes oh, for anymore. But I, I'm um, not sure. I think five to 25 bucks or so. Okay. I mean, that's 
perfect example. You're willing to give up five bucks for virtual impossible odds. Right. Right. That you will win a lottery. And I want to hear the, uh, you've got, you have some brilliant math on odds of winning a lottery uh, that I want to hear. But um, the, the idea is if the scam artist can get the target to give up the 20 bucks and it's a low entry bet, well, this is probably a scam, but I've got 20 bucks. I don't mind parting with 20 bucks on the off chance that I could win 2 million. It's worth the risk. Is, mm-hmm. is the way that people think through it. And that's, that's the story we heard over and over and over again. So people put the 20 bucks in, all of a sudden, they don't even realize it. Their sunk cost theory is triggered. Okay. And now their brain says, I want a return on the investment. The scam art, artist knows this. So the scam artist calls in a week, we got you 20 bucks. We moved you to the front of the line for mm-hmm. the lottery winnings. Now we have to do something and they'll come up with this very credible story. It only takes $200. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got 20. And, um, and, and as we go through the, all these biases, you'll see how they start to stack on top of each other and work right. together in concert. Right. But I've got 20 bucks into it. Um, I've made it this far. They're communicating with me. So 200 bucks, I can afford it. I'm going to go ahead and send it in. So they send the 200 bucks in. Now, all of a sudden, they really do. They're, they're completely hooked in with a sunk cost bias. So then a week goes by and the call comes in for $2,000. And every single time we see this 10x, 20 to 200 to 2,000. And at 2,000, well, I've got 200 in. They just I told me everything I back. wanted to hear. Yeah, so I'm going to get, I can't get my 220 back. So I'm just, I'm going to follow this through. I'm dedicated now. I'm right. going to, I've got to get something out of this investment. The brain takes over. And so they, they send the 2000 and then they're really stuck. So that's sunk cost theory and how it works and why we see these small increments to start with as the entry for scams. And it happens every single time I've talked to somebody, it always starts super small and they think, you know what they, they will say it was, I, I thought it was probably a scam. But for 20 bucks, that's easy. I can afford that. Just like I can afford to buy a lottery ticket. And it was worth the risk, mm-hmm. worth the idea, the possibility that it was worth the dream that mm-hmm. I might have $2 million. So I'm going to have to have you back uh, for another episode because I, we're not going to be able to get all, to all four of your biases uh, today. But how does that fit in? What, what Does that lead to the next bias or are they working in tandem at the same time? It definitely leads to, and they work together. So it's, it's, it's both. And mm-hmm. our next one is motivated cognition, motivated cognition. Yep. And it's just the idea that we have this unconscious tendency that we process all of the incoming information to fit the conclusion of our end goal. Hmm. So let's just play this real quick before we, um, and we'll come back and we'll dive deep into motivated cognition next time. But just think about this. You paid the 20 bucks, you get hooked with sunk cost theory, right? The person calls back the next week, you want to win 2 million. So they start telling you things and your subconscious starts to process that information that you hear from the scam artist to fit the conclusion that you want to win the money. 
Hmm. So if I'm thinking about there is a possibility, even right up the front, that's it. I'm going to, I'm going to twist anything they say to fit my belief. That's exactly it. And it's what's really important for your listeners to know is that this is happening at the subconscious level. Mm. And in the next podcast, I will share with you the research, the Ivy league research that shows this is the case. And if your listeners are sitting there saying, not me, (laughs) it's sitting there in the firmware between your ears. All right. We'll look, I'm going to look forward to this. So uh, what's one piece of practical advice or recommendation that you would like to share with our, uh, with our listening audience today about not becoming a victim of scams? So don't even, don't even enter into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Don't be the person who thinks you can scam the scam artist. Uh, because I just want to jerk their chain. That's going to be fun. I just want to exactly. I know this is a scam, so I'm going to play with them. Number one, why waste your time? My time is a lot more valuable than that. Right. Number two, they are trained in psychology and technology. So they have an upper hand, unless you're a trained psychologist who knows this stuff (laughs) inside and out. And I just know it at a skim level to talk Mm -hmm. through it with you, but they, they spend so much time on the dark side, trying to figure out how to manipulate human beings. They being the scam artists spend so much time in the dark side, learning how to manipulate human beings based on these biases that when you say, I'm going to scam a scam artist, you're really ultimately setting the stage to play into their hand. And so don't even start or enter into the conversation. Don't answer the phone. If you don't recognize the phone number, if it's important, they'll leave a message. Absolutely. I like that one. Dale, where can uh, my listeners connect with you online? Um, Love to hear from anybody. I have really um, extracted myself from social media. I have a LinkedIn account um, for, for business purposes. You can find me Dale Dixon on LinkedIn. And uh, always the BBB is here to serve as that private nonprofit in the community, helping build this business community of great businesses who don't do this. <laughs> it's right. BBB.org. Sweet and simple. Perfect. Uh, thank you, Dale. Uh, appreciate your chance, your opportunity or the opportunity I've had to talk with you today and to hear, learn from you. We appreciate you. I appreciate our listeners for joining us. Please check out our podcasts at moneyfit.org slash podcast. And until next time, and there will be a next time, and we'll have Dale back, please stay money fit and stay well. Thanks again, Dale. You bet.